Happy Tuesday. We're good, Britt. You're putting on a brave face when she came in, Laura, <laughs> and I looked at Britt and we're like, why you got? Why is your mascara running? You all right? I actually just ha- Well, I am, technically, but um, oh dear. just on the way in here, no, I, 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 yes, I was crying. I was very upset. I had very emotional. Your eyes have been glistening like someone who's just been yeah, having a little tear. But I'm embarrassed to tell you why I was crying. <laughs> well, you t- elaborate. I, I was listening to Taylor Swift. Just like her, her ear is so she's coming. She's going on tour, right? The ear is tour, and um, yes. there's a. I found the exact playlist of what she's going to be performing because I am going to Taylor Swift. Well, like the set list, the concert. Oh, so I, I got we're the, all here for this. I'm no, going as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got the set list, and I've always been a Swifty, but this is the moment I knew I've really been Swifticized. I was in the car listening to her music, singing along, and then I imagined myself there at the concert with my. Be- I'm going. I'm taking my best friend of 30 years. Yeah. Um, who's really into it. And I, I just was envisioning the moment there and I started crying of happiness <laughs> and excitement. And I was crying just because of my imagination was so vivid and I, I, I genuinely felt like I was there. And it was just like, I pre-saw that this is like the happiest moment of the what year. What song was it? What song? <laughs> wow. Do you remember? I don't remember the song. It wasn't even the song. It was just the, the envisioning myself and the feeling that yeah, I'm going to get. Course. You know, a lot of people have these feelings when they envisage themselves getting married totally. or like... 100%. I had that feeling when I saw the graduating. price of Taylor Swift tickets and then I went on and couldn't get tickets and then that's when I cried. Oh, we're still oh, going to try and get you one. But yeah, I'm officially Swiftized. It's happened. Right. Well, look, I want to know if you are somebody who has ever been in a situation where you've been catcalled. You know, you're walking down the street, some mm. man's called something out the window. What do you do? Like, what's the right response? Because I have found a TikTok and this woman, <laughs> she has found, she has discovered the perfect clapback. Oh, and I reckon it's something that. you can all oh, use. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, what's the right response? Because it happens daily to me. I know, I don't know how to deal with it, guys, <laughs> all the time. I can't keep the men off me. All right, we'll get that on the show coming up. Welcome to Tuesday here at the Pickup. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Head in today. Great savings every day. Now, this is something I think that most women going to relate to because I reckon pretty much every female has experienced this at some point in their life and that is being catcalled just walking down the street and having some guy yell out something stupid out their window like oh, I thought you were going to say we've all been ghosted that too but oh, yes yeah. catcalling as well ghosted and catcalling <laughs> some people get catcalled more than others but I reckon it's something that pretty much all women have experienced at some point well, in time well to prove your point I've never been catcalled and either that means I'm fugly or I'm a man <laughs> It's one. Oh, it's one of the two. Oh, I'll cat call you when you walk out today. Please bitch. don't. Please don't. <laughs> that's a nice. What would they say? That's a nice chin. It's a anyway, nice chin, look, baby. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that there's ever been a woman in the history of the world who has been cat called and it has turned out favorably. That any woman would ever turn around from that sort of behavior and go, "Ah, oh, thank you. I was feeling down today, but you really boosted my confidence <laughs> there." Now. Often it happens when you're walking past a construction site or you're walking past a group of men. It's quite a group mentality, I would say. Now, there's this woman on TikTok who experienced it recently and there is a video that has gone absolutely gangbusters viral because of her clapback and her response. This is what she had to say. This man just catcalled me at the front of a construction site and so I yelled back at him, sorry, I don't have any change. And the way that all the men on the construction site started laughing at him and pointing at him, it made him feel so shit. It's that simple. Sorry, don't have any change. That's the best way to get back at them, embarrass them in front of their mates. Humiliate them. Yeah, but I think, I mean, for me, I don't know, what this is saying but it happened to me a lot more when I was younger and when I'm saying younger I'm talking like 
sometimes it was school uniform, young. It was yeah. so inappropriate. Are you you'd kidding be, me? No, you'd be walking home from school and you are uh, past the construction site or whatever and you would be yelled at. Sometimes people in cars driving past. It did happen to me only like a week or two ago, but it's so sporadic now. It's not as common. But I remember... And this is probably why it happens to the younger girls more because you're made to feel so uncomfortable that you don't really respond. Like now I would probably abuse them back. But back then you just want to – you feel so small and uncomfortable. You're like I just want to pretend that they're not here. I want to walk really fast, head down. Um, and no one should be made to feel that way. I totally agree with this, Britt. Like my experience of being catcalled, I would say – started when I was, you know, 15-ish and kind of ended when I got into my mid to late 30s, well, now-ish. I have not been catcalled at any time in sort of like the last five, six years. And now, do I think that I'm still reasonably attractive at times? Sure, I know I can be. (laughs) But no one's going to catcall a fully grown woman who can clap back because that's intimidating. They're going to catcall a young girl who is submissive, who is intimidated and who doesn't know how to respond because they've not been in that situation before. It is not grown women and it's not because grown women are not attractive. It's simply because there is a power imbalance that's reshifted. For me, it's like as much as you would want to yell back, you're walking past, I just keep walking. I don't, yeah. because you just don't know who's on when the other side. When did it happen side. to you? Like, what's one that you oh, remember so I, as a kid? This is actually one I really remember. My dad, Tony, Tony Hockley, He's just the greatest dad. But he's been a builder his entire life. Like he's been on construction sites his entire life. And he would never, ever catcall anybody. And I would put my life on that. And I actually remember this one time he was on this big construction site um, with loads of loads of builders. And I was walking past. And they obviously didn't know who I was. And I remember his own colleagues catcalling me. And I knew that was dad's site, but I, I just sort of ignored them and looked up and then dad had popped his head over the construction site to see what the commotion was and he saw me. Then he clocked that his own colleagues were catcalling oh me. God. Oh, Britt, oh, wow. No. And he just lost his shit. Yeah, he... he did he call Did he call them out, Britt? Oh, he called them out, yeah. And I wonder if he'd even remember that, but I remember it because I remember being like, yes, that's my dad. Like, that's my dad. He's got my back and... um. Dad's not someone that's like, oh, I don't want to make a kerfuffle. Dad would take on a hundred people if they were harassing me. Do you know? Yeah. And, and I and I think he's been a builder his entire life, and he is respectful. Like we shouldn't be we shouldn't be saying, oh, I'm a builder. It's construction. I'm allowed to do this. You know. I mean, I would love to know if that's something that your dad does remember because they're the sort of moments in life where it's probably was, you know, he he acknowledged it at the time and then it may be something that is now quite insignificant to him. But that has an impact on you. It has an impact on how you Mm. feel when you come out of that, especially as a woman, how you feel when you come out of that experience to Mm. feel what you should or shouldn't be subjected to. Well, I say we call him, Laura. Why don't we see if he... Cause you're so right. Like, why, what, <laughs> Papa he, Tony. Well, he wouldn't need to remember that, but he also might. You Papa, know? Tones. Papa Yeah, Tones. Let's, let's, let's see if he remembers. Is he, is he still on the job site? Will he be He'd having, be on the job site right now, yeah. Right, he'll be having a you know, four and 20 pie. He's yelling at people. <laughs> <who's> <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course he is. All right, let's get um, Brit's dad, Tony. Yeah. All right, he let's joins see. us now. Tony Hockley, Brit's dad. Hello, mate. Welcome to the pickup. <laughs> dad, we were just talking on the radio about like cat calling and how it's more times than not from a construction site. Like all these builders yell out and they think it's funny to wolf whistle and like yell out different derogatory things to women walking past. Women and girls, I should say. And um, it got me thinking, I remember, and I can't remember, like I was under 25, I know that. I remember walking past a job site and some guys on the construction site catcalled me and started yelling out at me. And then I remember you poking your head out and it turns out it was your construction site and they didn't know that I was your daughter. They obviously... I remember, I remember that, yeah. Do you? Oh, you do. Yeah, I'll and tell you where I was. It was um, 
down near where they used to sell the sort of stuffed potatoes for lunch, where you go to... Yes, that's exactly right. You were, you were there with uh, Sheridan and your mum. Your yes. sister, yeah. Yes, it was, it, that's, and, that's and, right. And uh, we, were, we were building a high-rise. These guys were sort of whistling, carrying on, and I wandered over to see what was going on. Actually, I heard somebody say, hey, listen, that's Hocker's, that's Hocker's wife and kids. <sighs> that got my, uh, my interest. Yeah. So I wanted over there, and uh, but yeah, everybody was very, very sheepish about the whole thing. And did you say any? Because I guess I never found out what happened on the other side of that. Like we, I saw well, you pop we, your head out, and then they all, all of a sudden there was no noise coming anymore. <laughs> well, no, no, they all knew better. But um, basically, what it ended up happening, as I said to these guys, mate, like you feel because they all said, "Oh, sorry, doctor, sorry, doctor," you know, blah blah blah. And I said, "Well, mate." It doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter to me that it's my daughters and my wife. But if you wouldn't do it, you know, if you're apologising now because it's me, what about someone else's daughter? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like, you know, if you're going to be fair income, be, be fair income, don't you? So anyway, that was how it, mm. uh, how it went. And um, uh, it's, it's, look, it's, it's, it made me realise, and, and, and prior to that, to be honest, prior to that, you know, I, I didn't think, well, I mean, a wolf whistle I didn't think was was such a big deal. Um, yelling out other other stuff, and you know, and it can get a bit, you know, it's bloody raucous at times. Um, you know, that's not on, and that's never been on. But mm. when it was my daughter, it made me think about it like you know, different perspective. A, yeah, someone else's. This is someone else's daughter. Someone yeah. else's wife. You Every know? single well, woman is somebody's wife or daughter or sister. But so why you, should it matter if you know them? Do yeah. you find dad now? Because you've been oh, 30, 40 years on the job site. Do you see in, like, colleagues and other people, do you see a difference in how often it's happening? Because I know for me, obviously, it happened a lot more when I was younger, but I don't know if that's just an age thing or if it's actually people are moving with the times and and hopefully developing some level of respect. Do you see it's not happening as much? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, oh, good. I, I can't remember the last time that um, I heard something that was – Yelled enough for you know for the the person or the woman to, or the or the girl to hear it. Mm, that's amazing. I mean, look, good-looking woman's walking down the street and the folks are, are working together. I say, gee, wow, look at you know, look at her. She's <laughs> not. But I haven't heard anybody yell or or yeah. make make somebody feel uncomfortable. Not for, not for years. Yeah, and you know, I think that the big lesson in this as well is is that I mean, it's great for us to have conversations like this, but it's when other men police the behaviour that's happening around mm-hmm. them. That's what has the biggest impact. Oh, no, round of applause yeah. for Tony Hockley. You're Give a good a- man, Mr Hockley. Someone buy the man a beer. You are a good man, Dad. I love you. We love you, Dad. Thanks for protecting me. <laughs> Mitch, it was your birthday party on the weekend. Now, oh, and I saw it was quite the celebration and I still feel like I need to be... Just so deeply, deeply sorry that I couldn't come. Oh no, no! Don't you try to apologise on national radio to make Laura it better. Laura had like a McDonald's birthday party that she chose to go to every year. First of all, I was so excited on my birthday. I get a text from Laura. I go, "Oh, my first birthday!" Text my beloved friend, Australian sweetheart, jewellery designer, podcast, radio host. Hey, can't come to your party tonight. That <gasps> is not true. That is you. Why are you telling lies on? 
I told you the day that you invited me that I couldn't take a night off the kids. No, you see, only invited her two days before. Yeah, it was be a fair. real last minute party. But yeah. Laura didn't turn up, and I was gutted. But the only it reason was okay. why I couldn't, just so, just for context for everyone listening, was because I didn't want to get a, a babysitter for the kids because I needed to spend. How I wanted to spend time you. with my own children. How God forbid. You. She chose her kids over you. Is what yeah. I'm hearing. Don't. So I can fill you in on what this party was. Mitch was 28. You would think he had just won an Oscar, which tied in nicely with a 40th birthday. The celebration was out of control. You would not think that this kid had just turned 28. I'm all for it. Do you know what? 28 is such an insignificant year in terms of Thank like you. birthdays. So you know what? You can start a new trend. Really go hard, go home. I've had a rough year and I wanted to celebrate with all my nearest and dearest and no Alsatians to be seen. So you didn't bring your dog and you turned up. and You, you were great. You were very good. Actually, Britt made a speech. I did hear that you you made her do a last minute speech. Yes. I'm enjoying all the last minuteness of what your birthday party was. Yeah, so can I just say this this is a huge party. There was no forewarning that Brittany was doing a speech. Mitch, in fact, completely threw me under the bus. Mitch walked up to me as everyone was gathering for the speeches. He walked up to me and he said, By the way, you're speaking, and then turned around over his shoulder, looked me up and down and said, and make it good. <laughs> then Dramatic. then I was like, Is this guy joking? Anyway, then everyone's silent. And then Mitch goes, well, Brittany has asked to speak tonight. He threw me <laughs> under the bus. Brittany has really wanted – and I, I was like, I can't believe you're doing this to me right now. And we did it on the back steps of my house. So there, there, you were on a platform. Like a so Brittany had to walk up the stairs while everyone applauded for her. Brittany Hockley, everyone. Like Brittany I was gets winning up, the Oscar. She grabs the microphone and uh, – and one microphone? Of, uh, I thought, well, I mean, you tell me. How was my speech? Brit's for, speech for 20 was, seconds preparation. It was very nice. Yeah, no, we got, we got the whole life story. Um Sort, sort of an autobiography. About Brit or yeah, about, about you? Brit. I think it you, was you not. did. You it thought about all... mentioning my name at one point, which was nice. How ungrateful is this guy? Honestly, the whole speech was about Mitch. Then, Laura, I got a little bit confused with where I was. I was like, hang on a minute. Is this The Bachelor? Mitch had three of his past dates at the same party. Oh, get off it. I, I don't know why not. I'm whispering because the radio can still hear, but I feel like I don't want the okay. dates to hear. Brit, I need to know this. When you say he had three of his past dates, are these three people that he was dating in the past or three people that Mitch is currently dating? No, the they're past very... is in last week, yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. How did you navigate that on the night? Because like, that's a little bit of, of scheduling, you know? Yeah, well. well one in, they, one out. They all wanted oh, a date on hey. the same night and uh, I said, you can all come. So I'm dating like about three people at the moment, just nothing exclusive, and I invited them all to the party and I did not tell them that I was dating each of them, but they all cottoned on by the end of the night oh, because no. we all went and did like conjugal visits in the bedroom one by one. Oh, oh my no. God, Mitch. It's because, do you know what? There was one stage, Mitch, this is what happened. There was one stage that we were all chatting. With, I didn't know they were all your dates. I only knew one was. Yeah. And there was one of them said to the other one, so how do you know Mitch? You know when you don't no. know him? Yeah, and all three of them, one goes, oh, I I sort of went on a date with him last week. And then the other one goes, oh, oh, me, I did too. And then the third one goes, well, I've been on three dates with him. And it was this moment that everybody clocked on that you're a player. Yeah, well, they all um, ended it with me last night. So it <gasps> makes sense to every one of them. So that's why. Um, oh, out. Mitch. Is this honest? No, it's not honest. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all want me, baby. They want me more than ever. Now they're farting over After you six. because they know there's competition. <laughs> totally. They saw me in action. They want me. Marley May, she's four and a half now. She's my oldest. She has discovered a new obsession. And look, it's come off the back of the fact that she at four and a half still sleeps in the bed with us. So we put her <gasps> to bed. Every night? Every night. Wait, and- Laura, does she have a cot? She's four and a half. No, She's they sleep a in a bed. Oh, oh wow. Well. 
sorry. Shows it, my look, love if we marriage. had her in a cot, we probably wouldn't have this problem. But She's going to high school. Mitch is like, is she in a cot? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking of the bars. Like, just lock her up. No, that's what we do with the two-year-old. No, the ah. four-and-a-half-year-old. She's in a bed. She's in a single bed. Yeah. The problem is, ever since we transferred her into a bed when she was, like, two years old, mm. she could get mm. out of it. So we put her to bed in her bed. And every night she gets out of her bed, like 11pm, like clockwork, walks across into our bedroom, opens the door, climbs into bed. And by then you're just so tired that you're like, oh, come Whatever, on, get like, in. Yeah. And so I wake up with a foot in my ribs or like, you know, her laying across Matt's face. That's been happening for the past two years. And this last week we decided, okay, this is it. We're going to get her sleeping in her own bed. Yeah. So we've been doing the walking her back to her room, trying to do like the, just, it, there's a process to it, right? Can't you just like put a lock on the door? (laughs) No, then you traumatise your kid and then you have to pay for therapy when they're older. (laughs) No, so, okay, four nights ago I woke up in the middle of the night and I went to go to the bathroom and I like put my legs out over the side of the bed and I felt something soft on the ground. Mm. And I had this moment where I was like, what is that? That's not a pillow because I was still half asleep and I stood on it. Yeah. And it was Marley May's legs sticking out from underneath the bed, right? Just oh. sticking out. And I was like, that's weird. So I got her, put her back in her bed. She had she had wedged herself underneath the bed with her little legs like boop, just sticking out the side. Like because she knows she's not allowed in the in your bed. So she's like, oh, this is as close as I can get. I'll go under. No, who knows? Like, sometimes they just fall asleep in weird spots. I was like, oh, that's strange. Anyway, pulled her out from under the bed, put her back in her bedroom. What, did you pull her by the ankles and just drag her out? Upside down. Yeah. No. So the next night, okay, this is like three nights ago. I got up in the morning and I was like, where's Marley? Can't find her. She's underneath my bed. So now she's become obsessed. It's a habit. She's not waking us up anymore because she knows that we're going to put her straight back in her bed. So now to be close to us, she sleeps underneath our double bed. I think that's fine. No harm. She doesn't wake us up. No, but the only thing is... If you don't know she's there and you guys decide to be a little like, yeah. you, that could be problematic. Make a sister? Make yeah. another brother or sister? No, I also think it's just petrifying. Like waking up in the middle of the night just hearing like a little rustle or something and there is a human underneath your bed because your brain doesn't have time to process what's going on. I'm not thinking, oh, that's just Marley. She's having a great sleep under the bed with no pillow, no nothing. She's just sleeping there on the cold, hard floor. Look, curled up in the Laura's little. so upset about how it's impacting her and Matt, but it's uh, it's your poor daughter. If she hears things under that bed, yeah, she's traumatized. Trauma. That's the therapy. I reckon she might have. You Could think? have been <gasps> two nights ago. Well, I didn't know that she was under there until just recently. No, surely she'd be like, "Is everything okay?" No, do you know what she does? She she is so good at playing hide and seek. I reckon she would just stay mute because she would be so worried that we would try and turf her out into a bedroom. <laughs> you need she to wouldn't book say her anything. in. She'd just be silent. Wait, Liz is called on thirteen one zero six five. Liz, does your kid also have a weird obsession that they've just developed out of the blue? Oh yeah. So hi guys, my daughter has got a soft fetish. Oh, socks. So, so socks wear? What you doing with the socks? However, but it's not her socks, it's other people's socks. So <laughs> she's super keen on every time we go around to my sister's house, she'll run up to her little boy, takes her socks off, put his on. Oh. Goes to the cupboard, gets my partner's socks. Um, she's even gone to the point where she likes them tied up in her hair. Like <laughs> a scrunchie. <laughs> So weird. A stinky sock. Does Nothing she put like on, a good sock. But is it? Does she collect them? Like, is it more than one sock on the foot at a time? 
Many socks. Many socks. Anklets, sockets, knee-high socks. She's all about them. Thanks, Liz. All right, let's go. Shall we get out of here? Hell yeah. Let's head out. Will and Woody are up next. If you missed the show, we had Britt's dad on the show today. Yeah, that was a funny one, wasn't it? My dad's a builder, and we wanted to talk about this whole cat calling culture. Do you know mm. what I think we discovered from that? Your dad is a stand-up dad. If you want a, a podcast at iHeart, search uh, the pickup. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. See you guys.